0: Welcome to the Not Great Parents podcast. I'm Molly, and I'm a not great parent, and yes. this is my co-host, Nathan, who is also a not great parent, and absolutely. proud of it.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: If you've been around, you've heard us say this, and if you haven't, you're...
1: <laughs> you're about to you're hear about it to again. you hear it.
0: So, here you go. We say this because we don't want to be great parents. That's right. Um, greatness is... It, it, the way that we're talking about it, the world defines greatness yes. as... Um, The pursuit of all things great, money, uh, power, success as the world would define it, a life that looks like the world defines it. And we want to be people and parents who are pursuing goodness. And what that means is we're pursuing God and what He has defined as good and righteous for us and our family.
1: Yes. And I think an important part of that is what we've been talking about in this series, which at this point, I think we're sort of coming to the end of it. In for, that
0: yes. I for now, so for as we said,
1: these, these mini-series may become genres. Because they come back up, right? Yes, we might come back to this or come back to the confessions yes, or come back to something right. else. Because, but for this particular series.
0: Which is called Parenting Makes Me Crazy. Right. Isn't that what it's called? It is what it's called. Yes. I'm a crazy and, parent. <laughs> and we've been talking
1: about the kind of parental concern around mental health our own mental health, mm-hmm. our kids' mental health, right? Everyone is really focused on it these days. Uh, and it really has become, a, I think, a very uh, heavy topic.
0: Oh, I think so.
1: There's almost this, like, uh, <laughs> sacred air around it. When I hear people talk about yeah. it, it almost feels like something otherworldly. Yes. You know, we're going to talk about mental
0: health. Yes, and, like everybody calm down. We're about to talk about mental health.
1: <laughs> yes, and I think it is because, it, and, and I can already feel people who, or watching this going, well, it is very serious. And it's not that it's, it's not serious or that it shouldn't be taken serious. Right.
0: We wouldn't be doing a series on it if we didn't think it was something that something was Something that was important to talk
1: about. But I think there's this thing within us uh, that often when we talk about these kind of topics, everyone wants to become incredibly um, sincere is the best way I want to say. It. Everyone wants to be Yes, very deep and heavy about it. And we have, from the beginning, even the name Not Great Parents, we picked because it's a little tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> oh, yeah. We wanted to kind of take the it's wind out of It's fun to tell
0: people we have a podcast called this to see the look on their face. Yes. Huh? Or this
1: podcast here is, hey, we're talking about mental health, and we've decided to call it Parenting Makes Me Crazy.
0: Parenting Makes Me Crazy on the Not Great Parents podcast.
1: Yes. <laughs> and the goal behind it has always been that there would be this little bit of edge of a tongue-in-cheek, mm-hmm. jokiness, laughter about it.
2: And I have found
1: that, and this used to be true of Christians, and I think it still is true of Christians, but I think it was, like, more true of Christians at one point that we were sometimes, like, incredibly serious and boring people. And what I mean is, like, we didn't laugh at a lot of stuff, Uh or, like, if you heard a Christian joke, you wouldn't laugh because you realize this isn't
0: funny. Like, no offense to people who love Christian movies, but... (laughs) A lot of Christian films for a long time oh, were yes. so painfully terrible in the joke department.
1: Yes, well, and, or, or they even just wouldn't just even have any jokes yes. because they were these incredibly serious, like the fate of the world depends yes. on this. And so there was this, there's always this heaviness. And there certainly seems to be, one, in the human experience, let's talk about the human experience, laughter is an important part of it. Yes. There, uh, throughout laugh. history, there's been comedy.
0: Oh right. right. Always. Yes. People have always found humor or found lightness in things no matter what was going on.
1: Well and often the laughter is a way of kind of undercutting or subverting the power of this thing that is scary or feels heavy or feels tragic. Mm -hmm. There's a way to kind of undercut that and almost rob it a little bit of its power by having this comedic effect and I think you see this even I mean scholars kind of debate on what is Jesus telling a joke like we don't always know yeah but I think he is I think there's several times certainly where it seems and I think it's even more clear with Paul where mm-hmm. when you read Paul's writings where he is clearly, Quoting someone and then makes a joke about it, right? right? But I think you see in the life of Jesus these times where he uses humors Even the even one of the more famous one, I think most scholars agree is a joke, is when Jesus tells the story of why would you uh, judge someone else, right? Don't don't try to get the sawdust out of their eye when you have a plank sticking out mm-hmm. of your own. He he was trying to draw this image of like, wouldn't it be hilarious if a person had a plank in their eye and they said, oh, you have a little smudge there, you yeah. know? <laughs> and you're like, well, okay, well,
0: I think you got to deal with your thing first. Not very funny, Jesus. Well,
1: <laughs> I think you know it's <laughs> like it's, it's like when my dad used to show me the Three Stooges and be like, "This is comedy."
0: Oh right. Well, we've probably all done that. Oh, How many comedy have you is done very that?
1: generational and it ages. You know, Jesus was funny in his day. I'm gonna I give know. him that. Yes, right.
0: It's, it is situational, but the same point. It's the same point. In his time, in his day, in his situations, right. in his moments. There were, even though the world was very difficult at that time, and certainly what he was going through was a lot, there were lighthearted moments. Yes. And that, in and of itself, has a positive impact on mental health.
1: Yes. And w- so, I mean, even if you just take it down to the basic, everyone always, you know, laughter's phrase. the best medicine. Laughter's the You're best to medicine. Say that? Oh, I knew you we were
0: going to get to that at some point. That's
1: one of the That's one of the classics. But, well, of the classics.
0: You can't. Who, you can't claim that as your own. Oh,
1: no, that's... Laughter is the best medicine.
0: No, no, not this time, bud.
1: <laughs> but I think often the reason laughter helps... And I, I've actually... I have read a few things where they talk about, you know, how, <laughs> how good breathing is for your mental focus. Uh-huh. And that one of the reasons laughter is is because when you laugh, you actually breathe a little deeper. I don't believe
0: that. And Same so, crying, I think.
1: I think crying is a similar thing. And so that ability to actually, like, breathe deeper does, like, improve your focus and those kind of things. But... I am no neuroscientist to be able to prove any of that, but...
0: But you like to laugh, and I like to laugh. I do like to laugh. We are people who do enjoy laughing.
1: And we kind of wanted to include this episode uh, really towards the end of the series. We don't really know because we're filming all of these out of order if this is the last one or not. I think it very well might be, but if it's not... how good
0: it is. Yeah. I feel like if we leave you with some really good stuff, it might be our last one.
1: (laughs) But the important part that we wanted to leave is that there is this importance to being able to laugh about sometimes the things in our own mental health. I'll just say that and the way that we approach life. And so, you know, my, my wife, uh, when we first got married, I was probably not aware as much of her struggles with anxiety Mm -hmm. as has become more clear as, as we have been married. You know, we're almost, we've been married 14 years. And so over the years it's just become clear to me how much of a struggle that mm-hmm. is for her and you know she does a lot of work on that and I'm, I mean I'm just i She's very
0: responsible for it. Very responsible very, in the very uh, much but she does. She she Absolutely.
1: And honestly mm-hmm. has taught me a lot that I couldn't see 14 mm-hmm. years ago. I just didn't know about all of this. And so and she was a psychology major. A lot of people don't know that. She was she I didn't know that. Yeah, she was a, she she graduated with a she has a bachelor's in, in psychology. And that was for a while that was gonna be her field. And uh anyway, all of that was important. Um, but her and I have always been able in the even in moments where we're super anxious. I remember, you know, the last year or so there was a time where because of some different things going on in her physical health, we were at the hospital and it was a little scary. Right. We, were, we were a little scared about what's going on. But of course, the whole time I'm in the hospital, I'm making jokes. Oh, <laughs> like, why not? And about the situation, you know? And I'm like, holy oh, yeah, hell, well, who knows you how this is going to go. And we're in the situation and there was a way in which for me, and I even know for her, and we, we talk about this a lot, it almost robs the fear of its power, it robs the situation. We've been in situations just in our home. We have a lot of um, just health. mental health issues mm-hmm. within our home with our with our children and the struggles they face and the kind of chaos that's often in our home and the situations. The things that I never thought I would ever deal with in my life uh, <laughs> that, that we both have to sit and we just have to sometimes laugh at. You right, know, we'll you come out of a situation to. that was scary and sad and And anger-inducing, you're in the middle of this whole thing and then you get out of it and the first thing you have
0: to do is just go, what was that? (laughs) What was that? I've been there plenty of times. I mean, as parents, there's a ton of those scenarios or there's a lot of situations where your kid will do something that you would not want them really doing. Right. And you have to find the humor in it. Or like I'm the most inappropriate at a funeral, <laughs> right? And I don't think I'm inappropriate, but other people might say that because I, you know, my my husband's grandmother recently passed away, and we went to this visitation, and we had to be in the line at the visitation, and they have a huge family, right? And um, it all these people were going to be coming through, yeah. And so I needed some yeah. humor in that, That's so right. Ben had said to me. I bet a lot of these people are going to tell me I look like my grandfather. And I said, I bet they will. And so I moved myself up about six people in the line. And then anybody who said to me, because a lot of people didn't know me, they'd say, now who do you belong to? And I would say, well, I'm married to that guy over there, Ben. And they'd say, oh, he looks a lot like, a couple of them said, he looks a lot like his Jimmy, his granddaddy. And I said, that guy over there, he looks like his granddaddy. So I'd either tell them or they'd tell me. (laughs) And then I'd say, hey, when you go by him, just tell him that, that would mean a lot to him. (laughs) And then I counted.
1: (laughs) That's good though. And
0: then the person next to me said, are you telling people to say that? I said, sure am. So then they were laughing with me and anyway, that isn't, the point is just, sometimes things feel heavy, but yeah. when you're in them, laughter is the best. Well, the best I, part about this whole thing is that some somebody else came up to me and said, Ben is over there so excited because all these people are telling him he sounds like his granddaddy. He looks like his granddaddy. And I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonder how.
1: <laughs> but I think, you know, you're in situations. You are that are difficult or even your own fears, you know, like I said, my wife has anxiety oh, part yeah. of, part of what we, in the rhythm of our house is both of us being able to kind of make jokes, even about the things that I know she's going to freak out about and that she knows she's going to freak out about. You know, her coming go, I know what you're going to think.
0: Or like if I'll say something, this happens to me too, I'll say something and it's a little on the intense side. And then somebody will go, what did you say? Like back at me and then we're laughing because I'm like, oh, I was a little intense. It's
1: a little too intense. (laughs) And there's something about that in, in the pursuit of being emotionally, mentally, I would even say spiritually healthy. Laughter is such an important part of that, and I think we miss that even in our own spiritual life, is how important as being fully formed humans, which is really the goal. I mean, we don't always see it that we often think Christianity is this goal of like getting my spirit right so I can go to heaven one day. The goal is to be a full human being, Mm -hmm. right? And to, as we said, be responsible Like being able to respond. And sometimes laughter is the correct response. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a correct response. It's about being human. And, you know, I I think there's a book, I can't remember who it's by, that's called The God Who Laughs. Mm -hmm. And it's this idea of this joyous, boisterous, you know, Jesus is is one time um, because of the way he is at parties, they think he's a drunkard, which I always have taken to mean. As I've been around many of drunk
0: people. They're yeah, the fun ones. They're,
1: they're laughing <laughs> and, and they're being, loud. Being, being loud. And I think, you know, and Jesus at least was perceived that way. Mm-hmm. And people thought, well, maybe he's drunk because why is he mm-hmm. acting this what? way? And, and there's always this thing of he just
0: seems full of
1: life. Mm-hmm. And the truth is the most humble people are the people who can laugh at themselves.
0: Oh, yeah. Which is actually very hard and something that if yes. you, you're you not good at it, which there have been many times in my life where I have really struggled Same to year, laugh I at often myself. Struggle. Yeah. I'm still to this day, depending yeah. on what it is. Yes. <laughs> um, but that is something you have to learn as a skill. If you do not have that, you should put something in place to practice that.
1: Well, the, one of the better things in my life has been, I was talking to someone the other day about just ministry in general. I said, you know, the the more that I've kind of grown in ministry and the kind of the way that i know that other people see me in ministry one of the best things in my life is that i have obviously not only my family but i have people in, in this church who are friends brothers and sisters who just will just destroy me with jokes <laughs> they do not care they don't they don't buy into like uh-huh. you know this nathan's got wise things to say let's all listen you know everyone's uh-huh. you know we we do one of the best things is this group i lead on friday nights we we would go around Uh, And we do this periodically. (laughs) No, we come up with bingo cards for each other of what are the things each other's going to do that we all laugh about, and then we won't share it with that person. And the rest, and we all know, like, okay, it's Nathan's bingo night, and I don't know what's on the cards, Uh and they're just like everyone's just like sitting and waiting, and they have them on their phone. So (laughs) I'll do something, and then I just see everyone go, you know, like just type it quietly quietly into their phone. And it was, and honestly, because of the way I am, I. I was like, oh this is going to be so terrible because now I'm going to know all the things people all are like things. annoyed by or whatever
0: and that list is gonna be so long and then yes blah, blah. and then when they told me things it was just so
1: joyful to me to be able to laugh and go oh I didn't know I did that or I didn't know this and being able to laugh about it and also it takes the wind out of you a mm-hmm. little it takes a little bit of that pride out of you oh, it yeah. takes a little bit of that and
0: it makes it not about you.
1: Yeah, because that—that's truth. Is this group is not about me. I don't have to be puffed up and l- let, you know at this high level. It's ultimately people being able to call me on things and to do so in a loving way that often produces laughter. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say. I think I don't know who said it to me, but said to me once. You know, I make fun of you sometimes because I love you. And oh, if you absolutely. could do that for yourself, then you know that you actually love yourself too. Mm. Because able it's able to the same thing. Yes. There is a sense of self, you know, acceptance. If you can laugh at the things that you've done or the stupid things because yes. you're you have to accept it. But if you if you're if you can't laugh at it, then it's yes. probably something about yourself that you haven't not not willing to accept.
1: Absolutely. And so we want to just really encourage you. Make your make your homes a place of laughter, which I hope they already are. But you know, if it's a thing, and I've been in families—I mean, I've not been in them. I've been with families.
0: Variety of families in your life. (laughs) Yes,
1: I've been with families where it's pretty clear the kids can't joke the parents.
0: Yes, the parents tease a lot with the kids. Have been in the.
1: Yeah, and when the kids start to tease back, they go, "That's enough."
0: Yeah, that's enough. Uh,
1: You're not allowed to make those jokes about me. And being able to say, "Hey." I, as mom and dad, you know, I have authority, mm-hmm. I, 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 and I should be respected. You shouldn't make disrespectful jokes, no. but everyone knows the difference. Right. Everyone knows when. I'm, I'm honestly, because humor is one of those things; it almost always works. From the people who are underneath, right, to because the people the best, who have the power, because yeah. when a person with power makes fun of someone with their mind, it's, it's bullying. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're like, look how much stronger I am, yeah. <laughs> you know. But but stop hitting yourself. Stop yeah. hitting yourself. Yeah. It's a great joke. Yeah. But when the person is teasing dad or teasing mom, it's because. It is because they see you as a person of authority and a person of respect, mm-hmm. and it's part of the way they're trying to engage with you because they don't have the same level mm-hmm. of authority as you do. And so, mm-hmm. I think I think it's so important in families that there be laughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so we asked uh, the Sawyer and Donnie to get back into a ah,
0: the movie night guys Google
1: Meet, and we're gonna do a uh, family movie night. That'd podcast. be a funny movie. Well, our hope is, yeah, to.
0: to it fi- better be a funny one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're, we're watching Schindler's List.
0: <laughs> no one's. We can't wait till everyone can have fun. And, and we want you to tell us your funniest moments. Yeah.
1: No, we are going to have very funny uh, movies that would be able to be something that you can sit with and say, This My is. My kids
0: love funny movies.
1: Yeah, well, and I think as a family, either you can laugh, because I think both are important. I think <laughs> often we. It, it's very easy to laugh with children. That's yeah. what I find. We're also gonna do something that we think just you and your spouse or you and some friends yes. can get together because being able to laugh with your spouse is huge. Oh, huge. Especially when we talk about this, because there are things you can't tell your kids about how they drive you crazy and you shouldn't be. like, You drive me crazy yeah. and you blah, blah, blah. But you need to say to your kids like, man, it drives me nuts when they do this. Why does it do this? And mm-hmm. then you can talk about those things, mm-hmm. but then also laugh about them. And so we're gonna have those movies and
0: talk about all right well we'll turn it over to them thanks for being with us today have a good day
1: well here we are welcome to the family movie night podcast segment of the not great parents podcast uh as always i am here with my wonderful co-host the hero of this podcast segment donnie dorsey how you
2: doing man Dun, 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 dun. I'm here and I'm ready. Let's oh, do this. That that was your hero song. It was. It was. Uh, it was. It was unprompted. It was just I felt it in my soul. OK, I got you. I got you. Very good.
1: You know, it's been a while since we've been in one of these uh, uh, these meetings. And I, I, I felt a hankering, a hankering in my soul to talk about these movies with you guys. Donnie, do you feel that? Do you feel that same hankering?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's those moments when I'm watching a movie and I'm like, Hmm, I should be talking about this with someone.
1: Yeah. Where are my six talking points about this movie?
2: <laughs> exactly. And, that, and then <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, ah, yeah. sadness. <laughs>
1: I had this, this little, uh, notebook here. That my girls, anytime we would sit down for two years, anytime I would we would sit down to watch a movie and I'd pull that notebook out, they'd go, oh, are you talking about this on the podcast? <laughs> so they're happy now that that part doesn't happen. But occasionally they still say to me, "Daddy, you should talk about this on your podcast. So very good. But of course, it's not just the hero of our podcast. What What would a baby face be without the heel himself, the villain of this podcast? Sawyer Hewlett, how are you doing today?
3: I I'm good. I'm excited. We're talking about some good movies today, some good, some good entertainment. Because there so- may or may not also be a TV show, but I am I'm excited.
1: Sawyer does not have a bottom half to his body at this point. All we can see is the top. There we go. I thought, I thought Sawyer there. Sawyer's just a head. He's a floating head.
2: I mean that goes with the that goes with the villain mantra. I mean, it I just, really does. Yeah. <laughs> just a, just
3: See, a, I had thought about doing a little song like Donnie did, but I was just like, I'm I'm not going to open myself up to that kind of criticism. I, <laughs> it's already fair. too much. I'm I'm good. I don't need That's a song. Fair.
1: Well, very good. As uh, you guys have already heard, we are talking about uh, comedies and the need for when we talk about our mental health, when we talk about our anxiety and all these kind of things, how important laughter is in the healing process. Laughter, the best medicine, all that kind of stuff. And it helps us not to take everything so seriously. And so we wanted to recommend some movies here, some TV shows that might help you when things are feeling pretty serious, uh, pretty overwhelming, that you can just take a break and just be reminded of the joy of life. And before we get to that, I think often especially for people when you are in a period of like high stress high anxiety uh one of the things that you kind of long for is almost like childhood you know you're mm-hmm. like when i was carefree which of course if you're a parent you know it's not like your kids have no anxiety or no fears but you kind of look back as like i never felt that way which <laughs> wasn't true but that's yeah. how we feel about it uh, but when you were a kid, this is what I want to start with what were the movies when you were a kid that were like your go-to, I'm going to crack up. I feel like all three of us were the kind of people that we had those movies. We got the VHS out or maybe DVD for Sawyer. Get out the,
3: no, I had VHS. I had a
1: VHS. There of you this go.
3: Particular movie.
1: So you get the VHS out, you popping in and you know, I am going to laugh too hard at this. I'm going to intentionally roll around on the floor be as annoying as I can about how funny this movie is. So let's start with you, Sawyer. What was that movie for you when you were a kid that just...
3: Yeah, so there were actually two. One was a VHS. One was a... I had the VHS and the DVD of it. Um, wow. And the, the the first one that I just had a VHS of was... And look, I am sure that you're going to be like, wow, that's way too old for you, but is Ghostbusters. From a pretty early age, I... I feel like I that's universal. Yeah, I vibed with Ghostbusters pretty, pretty early on. Um, and the other one is Shrek. I mean, I hmm. saw Shrek in the theater and I mean, I think I probably watched that movie four or five times a year from the time I was like five when it, five or six, when it came out until probably when I was like 15, like, Oh, I, I, I still watch Shrek if I can. I I love Shrek. Oh. And will- also elf, I guess.
1: Oh, sure, sure. See, what's funny to me is the more the longer that you went, because I would say Ghostbusters was that way for me. I think Ghostbusters is is a universal kid movie that adults like. Like yeah. I and now as an adult, I see all the like adult jokes that are definitely beyond kids. And I did not get when I was little. Uh, but yeah, I was into that. My oldest daughter, when they moved into our house, Ghostbusters was her favorite movie. She would talk about it all. Oh, we gotta watch Ghostbusters. And so Ghostbusters was that way for me. Shrek was definitely that way for me. My bro- my youngest brother, Benjamin, and I, we learned all the words to, one, the movie. We would often just sit there and quote the movie to each other. I was Shrek, and he was Donkey. <laughs> and we would just like go back and forth on that. And then at the end, we had learned the Eddie Murphy routine to uh, to all the songs, like the big movie <laughs> at the end, and we would yeah. perform it for people, so... I was definitely very annoying about Shrek, but I get it. Shrek was also the first movie. My mom, I was 11 years old. My mom dropped me off at the movie theater because a friend was meeting me there. And I remember thinking, am I a man now? Like, (laughs) is this what it is to to be a man? Yeah. So very good. Donnie Dorsey, what were those movies for you, man?
2: I was thinking about it. And a couple of them, like one, of course, for me was Home Alone. That was always oh, one, like, because I love the, you know, all the little hijinks of everything, all the stuff that he was coming out with, the little pranks oh, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Sandlot.
1: Oh! I, that Sandlot was, was a fun. big one for me.
2: Yes. That one, and I remember uh Rookie of the Year. Do like, oh, you remember that one?
1: Rookie of the Year. That was it for me. When he would go around and be like, Calling him all his name was like Rowan Gardner, I think, but he would call yep. him all those different names. I would do that all the time. Rudabaga. <laughs> <laughs> I would just whatever it was. And the and um Daniel Stern in in both Home Alone and Rookie of the Year, he's the pitching coach in, in rookie of the year, and he gets stuck in in between the two doors. There's the conjoint like the connecting rooms. Yeah. He gets stuck between the doors. And he's like, Little help. <laughs> when he did that, I would do that. Anytime I got like mildly pushed, like if I got into an elevator with two people six feet between us, I'd be like,
2: little help. Yep. <laughs> oh, I, I That's drove my awesome. family. Yeah, I drove my parent like my family crazy with some of that stuff. It was just like but it was like it was enjoyable. It was just yeah. lighthearted and it would it just always put me in a good mood. So yeah.
1: I totally agree. I think those are good. I honestly do not have much to add to that. I would say the only one I'd add that didn't get said dumb and dumber was a big part of my childhood.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, dumb and dumber uh, me and my older brother. Cause that was one of my, it's it's a little more PG 13 than the other ones. Yeah. And my adult brother, my older brother would like, he showed it to me and it became like our thing that Benjamin couldn't watch yet. So yeah. <laughs> it was kind of fun between that, but. Very good, very good. All right, well, let's talk about the recommendations we have that are a little more modern. Let's talk about the stuff that maybe some parents haven't watched yet with their kids or haven't watched um, themselves. So let's let's start with, we're going to go with kind of the youngest age, like elementary down. Uh, this is a movie that's available on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and I actually got to see this in theaters. I thought it was a great movie. Uh, Donnie, why don't you talk, you, this is the movie you're bringing. You talk to him about it.
2: Uh, Like, I guess I mean first of all, like it's it's a very cool movie. Oh, say the name of the movie. We haven't said the movie yet. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, It's Elemental. Elemental. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, it's on Disney Plus. It's a really cool movie. Like it, it has so many different things. Like it's a visual presentation that's really exciting because Mm -hmm. it's it's almost like, and I don't, I'm not taking it that high with it, but it has that like separation of worlds in such a way, like yeah. kind of how, um, avatar was, was doing with different things. It's like, everything was uniquely done for each of the different, um, elements. And the characters were so well-developed, like as far as like how they, how they interacted with each other. Like, um, I can't remember his name at the moment, but he was the water guy. And, uh, what's his name? Do you remember? Uh,
1: I, I will look it up here or my daughters could tell you, cause they've watched it like six times. So, let me. Wade. See.
2: It was Wade. Wade. Yeah. So, for it.
1: people who don't know, it's a world where uh, every element—it's uh, water, fire, wind, and earth. Yep. They are—they uh, are all like different, basically ethnicities of people. I think that's basically Correct. the easiest yeah. way to say it is different. Like, s- they're not different species. They all are yeah. like together, but they're like just because it's very much a clear immigrant type story because it's yeah. they move to a new part of the world and mm-hmm. uh the fire people in this case move yeah. to the 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 new uh this new world they have this very kind of um what we would call almost like a um uh almost like a bodega type store you know exactly like, like it's kind of like a it's it's like an asian market
2: or something like that it's part of like their it's part of the cultural it's like a cultural like representation of their entire environment and their culture like he shows you all these really cool things. Like they have these fire created elements that they, that they sell to other people who live there, you know? And of course, like some of the things are so unique to them. Yeah. And I love it because to watch like a, uh, like Wade and uh, Ember watch them grow together, like as friends. And then like, it just, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Right? Just because, there was the there was a lot of comedic moments but there was also a lot of heartfelt moments yeah so like you they pulled on your heartstrings, but they would almost immediately send you back down to like these uh these laughter moments like there's a moment where like he's with his family and their whole thing about them is that they uh they cry on a drop of a dime and yes, so they the water this, people cry they're very emotionally available and so they and so as immediately like whatever like they're like the test was, all right, who can not cry the longest? And right. Like, yes. And so it's just all these like they come up with these stories like, yeah, so there's this puppy. And like, I don't think that was the exact story, but stuff like that. it would be like these really emotional things. And within moments, the entire family was crying, but it was in the comedic yeah. way.
1: Yeah. And my kids thought this movie was hilarious. So, if we're talking about young kids, my kids could not stop cracking up. They, we went, we saw it in the theater. Then, as soon as it was on Disney Plus, they were watching it the next uh, Saturday morning.
2: Yeah. My kids were fully engaged in this movie. Like, they, I was surprised because I was like, how, you know, how quickly are they going to be able to engage? Because most of the other movies that they've ever watched are not as abstract. Right. You know, And they were they were quickly engaged. They watched it. They sat down and didn't like didn't budge. And that's a lot saying from uh, small children.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. I will say this movie is uh, really great. And honestly, if I think a lot of people overlooked this movie uh, when it came out, honestly, because it's a Pixar movie that the um, critic score was kind of low on. And honestly, I feel like the critic score was very unfair. And here's what I mean. It's. I get the the complaints about that the movie is kind of generic in that it kind of follows the typical, you kind of know what's going to happen in the last 30 minutes based on the first 30 minutes. Uh-huh. You get where it's going to go. But I honestly haven't seen an animated movie. I haven't seen an animated movie in the last, even, even this, even across the Spider-Verse, once he gets to the place, I know where that movie's going. I know what's yeah. happening. It, it's pretty clear to me. Uh, There are not many animated movies because that's what we do for children. We make movies that have predictable story beats so they can learn story structure.
2: Exactly. But
1: this movie, the animation is so gorgeous. And not only is it gorgeous, the humor actually comes from the animation style. And I haven't seen that in a long time. When when Wade cries, the way that his entire body contorts because he's made out of water. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious when he has to eat the spicy food the way that his body swells like there's yeah. physical comedy in the animation style. I haven't seen many animated movies that operate mm-hmm. that way.
2: No. And I thought yeah.
1: this movie, I thought this movie is better than people gave it credit for. Yeah, so I, Teen I, Titans
3: go to the movies was the last time I saw a movie this that used visual yes. comedy this well that was also animated.
1: I would yeah. agree I would agree with that. So, yeah. all right, let's 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 move on to our next movie, which is another movie my kids were obsessed with. And I will say, it might be, other than the Barbie movie, might be the most I have laughed in a theater this year. This is a movie that's available on Paramount Plus, uh, which is good, we think, both for young kids, but also we think your teenagers uh, will enjoy this as well. Uh, Absolutely. St- Sawyer, tell
3: them what movie you're bringing. Yeah, I'm talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. It, yes. Uh, it is on Paramount Plus, like you said, and it. Here's all I'll say: it's a short movie; it's like hour yes. forty at most, um, and it's just a blast of a movie. Um, if you're, if you are just looking to have a surprisingly funny time watching a movie, the, be- you- the
1: funniest Jackie Chan may have ever been, and I'm including Rush Hour, which is is a great hilarious Ooh. performance, and the Shanghai a uh, Noon series where yeah. he's also funny this might be the funniest he has ever been.
2: Yes. Wow. That's saying a
3: lot. That's saying a lot.
1: It's he. I'm telling you, man, you got to see. What
3: what they do with Splinter, who Jackie Chan plays, Splinter is basically a racist against humans, the whole movie. And it is so hilarious. It's so (laughs) funny. Um, But honestly, uh, it also is like a really fun movie. Here's what I'll say. I think it might have my first or second favorite action sequence of any movie this Mm. year because there's a sequence uh with the song no diggity playing over it where they're montaging through like basically it's like a montage of them beating up gangsters and it's really cool Um, yes
1: the animation on this is also gorgeous but in a but in a fun quirky it looks like what a teenager would have come up with if the teenager was making the movie
3: okay yes and honestly, that's kind of the vibe of the movie in general, is it yeah. feels like it's a, a movie about teenagers, kind of for teenagers, almost made by teenagers, which like Seth Rogen is just basically a perpetual teenager. So right. like, yeah, yeah. I, I love this movie. Um, I think that your entire family will also love this movie. Um, if your family enjoys having fun, that is. Um, but It's
1: it's the first time, I think, since the animated tv show in the 90s 80s 90s yes. when i was a kid where they actually feel like teenagers every movie yes. they have felt like 20 somethings who are very serious that one these are voiced by like 14 and 15 year olds which is a great yep. choice yeah um and it's very funny Um, I'll give you a a clue of one of the funniest parts of the movie is Splinter's biggest concern in the movie is that the humans are going to capture the turtles and milk them. (laughs) That is what he is most concerned about is how much the humans want to milk the turtles. And it's, and that does not just come up one time. It is
2: absolutely
1: hilarious. And also when he's, when he's giving the speech about how they came to be and he's like, and because I was a slightly older rat, That means I was an adult when I grew up, which makes perfect sense when
3: you think about it. (laughs) Oh, also hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Also, Paul Rudd plays a hippie. Oh, yes. And it is one of the funniest characters that you will see all year. I promise.
1: Yeah, I think Ugh. if you are a Gen X or or older, elder millennial, like 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 Donnie myself, <laughs> I think this will this is your vibe because it's early two thousands, late nineties hip hop is the soundtrack because yeah. they play Annie up not just once but twice. <laughs> it's tw- the two different times they play Annie up, and it yeah. is uh, anyway. The
3: movie ends with "Can I Kick It?" and it's yes. just oh, it's so great.
1: It, it, so I think you as a parent will crack up your teenager, your kids. And honestly, the older your kids get, being able to sit and laugh with them is a huge win. So oh, yeah, we like that. Now, Donnie's bringing a TV show that I have not seen the second season of. And we think this is kind of, once again, at that bridge point, teenager Mutant Ninja Turtles is kind of the bridge between kid and teen. This is now more like the bridge between teen and adult. Uh, and this is Loki season two, which is available on Disney plus uh, Donnie, are you fully caught up with this? Uh,
2: I am caught up almost to the, I, I have one episode, which is the one that was released this week that I haven't seen yet.
3: Okay. Sawyer. Are you
1: also caught up? Cause I know you've been watching.
3: I'm fully caught up with Loki. Yeah. It's freaking awesome.
2: It's, I mean, it's one of those shows where I don't even know how to describe the, the chemistry between every character is so spot on, like everything, like this, the brief interactions. Like there's uh, Ouroboros, like who is kind of like aloof, but also incredibly intelligent. And so he has these interactions with them where he's like, he kind of says these really intellectual things, but he also has this moment where he's like, but what about this? And it's very like, it's very just like casually, just like humorous. That's funny. And he's it's that Kiwi Kwan. Is that oh, is that,
1: is that that? okay. Yeah. From every from most recently from Everything Everywhere All at Once.
2: Yeah, so yeah, it's a like it's a phenomenal show. Like it just, I mean, it's so well done. Like the yeah. like the scenery, great. The action sequencers are good. Like the comedy, like every person in there has their own like spice of comedy. Like some of it is like verbal, some of it is physical, some of it is just body language. Like that's mm. just really comical and how they interact with each other. Like, I mean, <clears throat> like the, uh, the, the one who remains like when they, when they speak about him, it's hilarious. And then you get to see these iterations and mm. you get to see this really comical level of things happening. And that's it's, great. It
3: I also, and I will, I will just speak on this. Like you said, the characters are just really great. It, as well as being the funniest thing going on in the MCU, it also is the most intense thing going on in the MCU. Yes, It is yes. very, very intense at moments where like, yeah. even like I, as someone who watches a lot more intense things than most MCU projects, I'm like, oh, okay. Like in yeah. this latest episode, which I won't spoil anything for Donnie, there's a moment where like the audience is just like, whoa, like it, it's yeah. a great show. Uh, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson, I could watch them eating pie for hours on yes. end and just just having casual conversation. I could Man. watch that for hours. It would be amazing.
2: Yeah. If you would have told me, if you would have told me that this would be like the, the co-star, like Owen Wilson would be a co-star to Tom Hiddleston and that would work. I would have been like, I don't know. Like I've seen him in other things and he's funny, but I don't know if he can do this. And he just nails it like every bit of it.
1: Well, there we go. That's the new, uh, Critic quote for the top, I could watch Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson eating pie for hours. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm that that i just telling you, that's right there. That's where Sawyer's going to make all his money. So uh, I will say I feel very, um, I feel very guilty now that I have not watched Loki season two. And uh, I may need to get on that today. So I hope you guys watch that. I'm going to throw out one last thing. I think this is going to be one. You could watch this with your teenagers. I watch this with my kids. There's nothing like, too inappropriate about this movie i'm about to recommend but honestly i think this is going to be a more fun date night kind of movie for uh especially once again older millennials gen xers uh who just want some time to, to laugh together it's a movie called totally killer that is on amazon prime uh this is a movie that is a mix i told sawyer between happy death day and back to the future okay Uh, If you haven't seen Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day is a slasher horror movie comedy that is a what if Groundhog Day, but with a slasher movie. There's a guy trying to kill you and you keep reliving that same day. This is a a teenage girl living in 2022, I think, is in this movie. It's 2022. Um, On on Halloween, the... um, serial killer from her town 25 years before that had killed all of her mom's best friends. That was called the sweet 16 killer, uh, comes back, like makes a reappearance in 2022, kills her mother. And she has a friend who has developed a time machine, very much like doc Brown. It's (laughs) it, but this one's in a photo booth and she goes back to 1987 this time to, uh, catch the killer and it's very much a horror comedy i'll say this though it's a comedy horror very light on horror um gotcha. it is mostly using the tropes of like a back to the future but this time what's funny is where they went from the 80s to the 50s this is someone from the 2020s coming back to the 80s and like there's all these jokes about like how weird the 80s are compared to today where like the girls like shows up and she's come up with all these lies to tell the school administration of like, you know, oh, I just moved here and do you need my parents' signature? And she's like, practice, like, I'm gonna forge the signature. And the person's like, No, whatever. Here, here's here's your six classes, go to class. And she's like, <laughs> You don't need to like, you don't need me to sign anything. She's like, Why would I need you to sign anything? Go to class, you're late. Like, <laughs> she's like, the eighties are weird, man. <laughs> she's like, Do you like everyone's smoking cigarettes? And they're like, She's like, Can I check myself out early? they're like, Why are you talking to me? Just grab a pack of cigarettes and go home. <laughs> like, It's just so if you if you uh, grew up in the 80s or 90s, I think you will very much find this movie very funny. Um, And like I said, I think your teenagers will enjoy it, too. So if you want to watch it with your teenagers, it'll be good. But uh, anyway, what we mostly hope you guys do, whether you're watching Elemental with your kids, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Loki or Totally Killer, is that you guys just have some time to either laugh as a family or that you guys have a time as a couple or just you as single mom, single dad, to just have a moment to take a break, take a breath, and laugh. And it's so important. And so uh, we thank you guys for being here and watching this, and we will see you next time on the Not Great Parents Podcast.